Welcome, everybody, to a new episode of Saved by the Credits Podcast. It's been quite a bit, but I am back, and as always, my name is Matt, and now I have special guests every episode, and I'm bringing back the only second-time guest ever, Mr. Neil. I won't say his last name, (laughs) as you remember before. That's right. I am uh, the Neil Kellner. That's Chucky T. It is Chucky T. We are watching AW Dynamite while we're recording this because the movie that we are covering tonight is from 2000. It is a cinematic masterpiece starring the one and only David Arquette. And um, we're going to hear the trailer right now for Ready to Rumble. Buenos nachos. Corey, I didn't know you spoke Spanish. Are you fluent? No. I feel fine. Gordy and Sean had dead-end jobs. People always said I was a dreamer, an idiot, and a waste of life, and I will never amount to anything. Hit me, baby, one more time. No luck with the ladies. Brittany, let's go out again. We'll talk about me and you. Dude, you're in there. And no one to look up to. Freeze! Your sister shot her first perp today. That's nice, Gabby. But at least they had a hero. Jimmy King is the greatest wrestler of all time. Wrestling's fake. Wrestling's not fake! Down goes Jimmy King! Oh my God, a four-post massacre! No one can survive this! This isn't even a pay-per-view! Would that be raw sewage, I'm smelling? They kind of always like that smell. Now, these dreamers... Me and my associate, we're on a quest to find King. It's him! King King! ...will go to any lengths... Please, Crowder! Oh, no! Oh, oh, that was great! ...and do whatever it takes... We got a friend who's gonna get you a trainer. Everybody knows wrestling's fake. ...to put their king... Do I feel fake? Back on his throne. Any match, any time. The steel cage. Steel cage wins. Whoa, Whoa. It's done. Bring it up. We are. You chicks rock. just finished watching a couple minutes ago while eating Panera Bread ready to rubble in this movie it's David Arquette Rose McGowan and a crap ton of WWE wrestlers so obviously uh I've actually never seen it which is very shocking very very shocking because um for those of you who don't know I'm a huge wrestling fan and that's Neil that's actually how we met is that correct yes yes it is uh yes. WrestleMania 20 was the first time we hung out actually that is true yeah WrestleMania 20 2004 it was me wearing a, a wrestling shirt yeah, that's true. Uh, at a dress down day, that kind of that's true. Off. It was Kurt Angle. I don't know what I was wearing. I probably was wearing a wrestling shirt as well. I can only figure. But we have mutual friends. You're really you. You know, you knew my cousin. But yeah, we uh, we started becoming friends over twenty. 
Almost 20 years. Yeah, wow, it's going to be... 18 right now, actually, isn't it? Holy shit. That's pretty cool. WrestleMania 38 just happened. That's, that's how I keep counting. <laughs> hey, hey, if you can't if you can't keep track of things unless it's wrestling pay-per-views, then you're not doing it right. Exactly. So, yes, I never saw this movie ever. I know a lot about it. Um, it's very big in the pop culture of wrestling that Dave Arquette ruined WCW. I uh, wasn't really a big WCW fan. I was a WWF, WWE fan, but I actually am rewatching it now because WWE is trash right now, so I might as well watch Nostalgia Trash instead of actual trash. But you have seen this before, but you said several years ago, correct? Yeah, uh, it's been a while. I think I've watched it numerous times. All right. uh, I didn't see it when it was in theaters, but uh, I caught it after the fact. And It's one of those movies that if you're a wrestling fan, you're you're just going to watch it. Yeah, but apparently not me. But I'm very upset that I didn't watch it because honestly, it to me, my personal opinion, it was amazing and bad at the same time. Absolutely, amazingly bad, as I put it. Um, and you know the cast, no matter whether you look at you know the movie side of it or the wrestling side of it, like both are just phenomenal. I mean, Oliver Platt is probably his worst role if, if you had to ask him. Oh, of course, like he's um, been in so many things too. I yeah. think. I think he's in Chicago Med right now. Is, um, I actually just started watching a new show on Hulu called uh, The Bear. Oh, it's, I heard a lot of good things about it. Um, it is really good. It's Lip a, from Shameless. Shameless is like on there. I, I saw a trailer for that. Yeah, I was watching the second episode last yeah. night, and I was like, is that Oliver Platt? And sure enough, he's he's doing that right now. Or did you say, is that Jimmy King? It, it is Jimmy it King. That's Jimmy right. King. But the basic plot of the story for those who will never watch this film, which is most of you, um, <laughs> Jimmy King is a professional wrestler for the WCW World Championship Wrestling, and he gets uh, screwed out of a match with the one and only Diamond Dallas Page, who has been in a lot of other movies, like uh, Devil's Rejects and mm. other ones I can't think of, because that's all I got. Was it? Are, are, are they're doing Blood and Guts right now in AEW? Right. Uh, they're probably just AEW. hyping it up. There's a star right there of Ready to Rumble, the one and only Tony Schiavone, that's right. WCW commentator. Oh, yeah, the, uh, the main villain of the movie is Joe Pantoliano. That's right. A huge star, I, I would say. I've seen him in a lot of stuff. I just didn't realize yeah, he who is, he was uh, at first. To, to me, he'll always be Ralphie Cifaretto from The Sopranos. Yes. But. I mean, like, how can you not? I'm like, that, that's who I saw him as. I usually see everybody in their most famous role when they're in something, unless you're Ryan Reynolds because he's great at everything he does. It's weird, like, if you you know, if you know watch something, like, when you're younger and you don't really quite, quite grasp, you know, who the actors are or, or whatnot, and then you, you get to know them later on and you come back and watch something and you're you just had no idea that that you had seen them growing up right now I, I, I do that a lot like yeah. i mean when i was a kid like like harrison ford like he was two people to me because he's indiana jones and he was also han solo right. but right like that happens a lot with me when i see movies too i'm trying to think there's a lot of wrestlers in this obviously it's based on professional wrestling it said um when the credits happened it said based on um, real WCW superstars or wrestlers or something. I'm like, okay. But you have Goldberg. You have Sting, Booker T, um, Billy Kidman, Rey Mysterio. Bam Bam Bigelow. Um, oh, Rey Mysterio, actually. Um, I read that when they were filming that, he injured his knee. <laughs> of course he that did. Was probably the third, of course he did. Probably the third or fourth time that yeah, that happened. Yeah, he decided to get surgery in his left knee. Who else did we have in there? But there's a lot of omissions. Like, no Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, yeah. obviously no Hogan, no, no Bret Hart. I know there was a lot of stuff going on with backstage politics with them around that time. Was there? So maybe we didn't see. Um, who else did we see? Main people. 
Um, Bam Bam Bigelow, Psycho Sid, Perry Saturn, Hugo like, um, Guerrero, yeah, Hoovy. And th- but there was a lot. Uh, we just, we we found out that Chris Canyon, uh, uh, aka Mortis, did a lot of the stunts for the film because uh, I don't think Oliver was doing said stunts as Jimmy King. There's no way. And I'm wondering if David Arquette did some of his own stunts because I feel like he would. More than likely, yeah. Yeah, and like so. as we know now, there's a there's a um, documentary about him recently, and he actually did some independent wrestling, which has been <laughs> a hell of a documentary if you ever watched it before. Definitely look that up because it's. It is so fucking weird. It's very weird that he did that. I, I would say as someone who always enjoyed David Arquette's work, um, yeah, that really changed my opinion on David Arquette. Uh, it did. I really uh, gained yeah. a lot of respect for him. A lot. Because I just always like, it's Dewey from Scream. And he's been, he's been typecast for 20 years, and it's a shame. Because he actually seems like a, a very weird but very nice person. And that's, that's another thing. To me, Like I had never saw Scream up until maybe... A year or two ago, yeah. So to me, he was always the guy from Ready to Rumble. Oh my god, that's horrible. Because that was like the thing I knew him from. Rose McGowan actually hated the role. I'm not surprised. And had no interest in doing it. But uh, her her agent or someone tricked her into doing it. And uh, but apparently she said she read the script and kept throwing it in the trash because that's where it belonged. I mean, she's not wrong. Um, she was pretty much a um, WCW had Nitro Girls, so they were pretty much scantily clad women that just would dance in between um, different, you know, matches and and and, and breaks and transitions throughout the show. They're, they're basically wrestling cheerleaders, exactly. And she's supposed to be the main, you know, Nitro Girl. And of course, like pretty much every scene, they're showing her breasts. There's, you know, she has like very one line things, and it, it, it is, you know, it, it, that's what you know, ninety nine, two thousand, two thousand one was all about, unfortunately. But as as we know her now, she's very outspoken um, about how women aren't treated fairly in Hollywood and stuff like that. So that's probably maybe one of the reasons why it all started, you know. And I don't blame her at all, but it was a different time, unfortunately, for. A lot of stupid jokes that they had back then, but that's neither here nor there. But um, yeah, we uh, completely got off track of uh, explaining the the plot of this. Movie. Yes, we did. Yes, we did. Thank you for bringing me back because I will ramble on this on this uh, podcast. Definitely. Yeah. Um, you know, Gordy and uh, Sean, two two best friends who are lifelong wrestling fans, very similar to us. But uh, you know, unlike us, I'll, I'll peel I'll peel the curtain back a little bit here. Uh-oh. Um, some people might not know wrestling is actually predetermined. Are you serious? I, I am. Shocking, serious? I'm sure. And uh, these two are do not seem to be privy to that. They fully believe that it is is real to them, damn it. Yes, very, very much so. Yes. And, uh, you know, their favorite wrestler, Jimmy King, he gets screwed out of the title, a la the uh, Montreal Screwjob of 97. Or the Finger Poke of Doom and also 90, uh, or 98. Or 98? I, don't, yeah, I, I, I haven't it. got there yet. Yeah, I think it's 98 or 99. And, uh, yeah, since it's still real to them, they kind of go on this cross-country expedition to uh, find their idol, Jimmy King, and sort of make bring, yeah make everything right. Yeah, try to bring try his redemption, to, I suppose. Right. And then, you know, they meet some of his family, and they also try to, you know, Jimmy, Jimmy King wants nothing to do with them. He's done. He's not going back into wrestling business. And, obviously, he just, you know... Sort of living in squalor, kind of down yeah. to the dumps. Just. So they end up convincing him to try to sneak him into the next WW Nitro, which was in New York. 
And when they did that, he attacked Diamond Dallas Page backstage. Typical wrestling setup. But, oh my gosh, he's not supposed to be here. And then they set up a future match down the line. So now we're going into Rocky mode where he's going to train. He's going to find some extra people. Um, which brings into my favorite, one of my favorite characters in the movie, which is a Stu Hart lookalike pretty much. And this dude is like, what, 75 and stretching people like crazy, which was pretty At one point hilarious. they say he's 105. I don't know if that was a joke oh. or if, I don't know if it's really his age. It could be. I mean, it is a comedy, so. The or great it's, it's supposed to be a comedy. I mean, uh, we, we were laughing. Not we were well. laughing a lot because I don't know if it's because it was funny or ridiculous. Yeah, there is a lot of jokes about how wrestling isn't real, but there is a lot of like insider wrestling jokes. Yeah, like my favorite one um, when they were attacking each other backstage. Somebody got a fire extinguisher, and Dave Arquette yelled out "fire objects," which is which is pretty much code for like any sort of weapon. Like when we were growing up, they I don't even think they say that anymore. To be honest with you, no. I, yeah. they I, just. Say, oh my God, the, the bamboo stick, you know, tables and chairs, and you can't really hit anybody. Oh my Whoa. God! Holy shit! So we, we took a little break to watch the match that was on Rampage right now with one of our favorite wrestlers, Danhausen. Very nice, very evil. Um, but yeah, to get back into the swing of the plot, um, he, Jimmy King gets trained. If he wins this cage match against Diamond Dallas Page, he not only wins the WWE World Heavyweight Championship, but he wins $1 million, and I assume his job back. That They didn't really say that, but I assume yeah, that's right. Yeah, I think so. So, it's a training montage, kind of. And this whole time, we find out that Rose McGowan's character is actually, you know, tipping off the promoter yeah, of what's a, happening. Sort of an, an inside spy, if you will. Yes. Very not very nice, but very evil. Very unlike evil, Dan Housen. <laughs> and then we get to obviously the big match, the title match, the triple cage match, and it is Jimmy King versus DDP for the title. And of course, like every pro wrestling main event, you have several run ins from several individuals, everybody from a cruiserweight to Jimmy King's own son to Goldberg, and it's a spot fest, uh, for those that watch wrestling understand what that means. I have to say, for it being um, a movie, the match was not horrible. I kind of enjoyed it. I uh, I, th- I think you're glossing over the uh, the biggest run in, which was Gordy, who had up until this point uh, been banned from being there because you know his he comes from a family of of cops. Actually, yes, his dad was trying to force him to be a cop. So yeah, you know, when they're training, his dad picks him up and tries to force him into that, and uh, he kind of makes his triumphant return by a, a kid looks like Kevin in the, in the crowd. <laughs> he, does, he does. What? He's in Detroit? Apparently. <laughs> uh, he makes a triumphant return by driving a police motorcycle off the ramp through the cage. Through the steel cage. Almost commits homicide or you, murder. You <laughs> think a motorcycle like that could kill someone, but... But so. hey, why not? I mean, that's probably something that actually happened in WCW. I could see it. But we get to the end of the match, and obviously a lot of hijinks happen. And Jimmy King wins the title, wins the million dollars. And we get to what, I guess, like some time later, maybe a couple weeks later, a couple months later. And we go back to the beginning location of the movie, which was a convenience store. And Goldberg, in full tights, in his underwear, it was a little underwear, he throws him through the window. I thought he was going to start, like, breathing smoke, like, his entrance. But he didn't. 
And then, you know, like the movie ends, it, 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 it did its job, and then we get a little blooper trailer at the end. Now, normally, let's see, I talk about how, if I enjoyed it or not. I obviously did because I'm a wrestling fan. I know you enjoyed it because you're a wrestling fan. Oh, absolutely. But I'm trying to think of his perspective for somebody that never watched wrestling before, and I don't know. Probably if, probably not going to be good. Probably not going to be good. There's a lot of anti-wrestling jokes in it, which I found very funny, about how it's fake, about how it's scripted, and everything like that. And there was a lot of insider jokes I mentioned earlier, which were really funny to me. It, it really doesn't paint wrestling fans in, in the best light. It really, really doesn't. Like, I don't know if I would share this with somebody that's never watched it and then uh, convince them to watch it, number one, and then number two, tell them that I currently watch it still, (laughs) 20-some years later. Let's see. What else can we talk about with the movie? So this was, this came out in 2000, and it was, we talked a little bit off podcast that it was right before WCW closed its doors in 2001, and you were telling me something about how it was supposed to rejuvenate the company. uh Apparently, WCW uh, were, the, were the brains behind this movie, and uh, they came up with this idea to sort of reinvigorate you know, the, the fan base that was currently dying, and uh, I would say it had probably the opposite effect, because, I, I mean, there was no coming back after that, I think. It didn't paint the company in the best light, either. It kind of made them look kind of weak, especially when they had the one scene where they were explaining like the match backstage, which is a big no-no in the wrestling world. I say the only character that seemed to kind of keep their um, mystique was Goldberg and Sting. This Sting, thing, this Sting, Sting, this Sting part was cool. You know, he's in the he's in the Raptors and he he you know he comes out, saves the day if you saves will. the day and you know takes care of everything and and helps out with his bat. Yeah, it really didn't do any favors for WCW, and I maybe that's why I was turned off because I didn't watch WCW as a kid at all. And then when the evasion angle happened, I was like, "Ugh, look at these scrubs!" And because it was scrubs, there was no NWO, there was no you had like Booker T and Buff Bagwell, and the, the invasion angle could have been DDP, so, so which ugh, I thought DDP was a bad guy the whole time when I watched WWF. I had no idea he was like this white hot baby face. Yeah, which he, he got, he really got over. He did, and I see it now. And he hasn't even won the championship yet. But he, when he came into WWF, was like this stalker guy, and I just it didn't make sense to me. And uh, for those of you who don't know, baby face is um, a good guy, and heel is a bad guy. That's how they explain it. Yeah, kind of unrelated, but uh, one thing that started popped in my head is all these wrestlers that are in the movie. Um, Macho Man is interesting, but did yeah. this did this precede his Spider Man role, or is this after the fact? I think it's before because I think Spider Man came out in two thousand two, if I believe. Yes, if anyone would know, it's, it's you. It's yeah, um, when he was Bone Saw. That's right. Three minutes. Also, the uh, the random cameo, uh, first time ever movie appearance for for John Cena in the background. Oh, I didn't. I, I must have I, missed him. I couldn't see him. Almost couldn't see him. Went through. <laughs> yes, he's you did a, miss him. Actually, I did miss him. You wanted to point me out, point John Cena out to me. Um, he was in the background when they were doing a training, the, the training montage in the gym, and uh, you see what uh, pre prototype John Cena, That's I right. believe. See WCW if they got their hands on him, man, we might not even be talking about. WCW's demise at this point. I don't know. I mean, I don't know if they could have done with him what WWF did. That's that's very very true. I mean, you know, say what you want, but John Cena is one of the best superstars wrestlers of all time. I I mean, you could say that 
that John Cena gimmick that saved them was essentially like failing upwards, falling upwards. What I'm saying is, yeah, that, it wound that, up working. Yeah, that rapper gimmick, like they just it was happenstance. Definitely. If someone heard it, you know, on a bus and they went with it. Yeah, and speaking of movies and John Cena, he is now where he should be. It took a very long time. Um, wrestling and, and acting wasn't really hand-in-hand, hand, so I don't know. That's, I think that's why this movie wasn't perceived very well by everybody. But then years later, when you know Mickey Rourke comes out with The Wrestler, it becomes like the cool thing again for a little bit. But then after that, like any movie that John Cena was in or Dwayne The Rock Johnson was in was kind of like, eh, whatever. A wrestler ran- randomly have a side Small role like Triple H and Blade Trinity. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, oh, it's, it's, the, the it's, rocks. It's the rocks' first role was what Mummy Returns, I think. Yeah, Mummy Returns. Where he was just like Scorpion. a giant CGI scorpion. Yup. And then he, after he left WWE for a while, he was doing those really weird movies. Walking like, Tall. Walking Tall was good. Rundown was good. And then he was in like where he remember he was just Dwayne. He was like skinny. It was weird because he yeah. wanted to distance himself. He wasn't calling himself the Rock anymore. He was in, like Be Cool, I think. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't Be Cool. And then now, flash forward to 2022, and two of the biggest actors in Hollywood are John Cena and The Rock, right. which is just blows my mind. And then we have, obviously, Dave Bautista. And, like, it's funny to me how Hulk Hogan was the one that tried to really break through, and he did a lot of movies. They just were not good. No. At all. Rocky Three may have been his best role. Yes. I, I, may, I may be a little biased being from Philadelphia. Yeah, but Of course, as am I. And um, Thunderlips, yeah, because he's playing a version of himself pretty much. Like everything else is has been some par, like uh, what Mr. Nanny and Three Ninjas. You know, I have to say, I, I kind of grew up on Mr. Nanny. It's good. And that's, I a, think that's it's another good. movie that has really random wrestling cameos. Is it really? I haven't watched it in a long time. There's like one scene where I think he's either I think he's either dreaming and he has like a dream where he's attacked or right. they actually do like assault him and it's like Kamala and it's like <laughs> yeah, King Kong Bundy, I think. Jeez. Really random. Or we can talk about the best cameo that Hulk Hogan did was in Gremlins 2 when he threatened the Gremlins in the movie theater. Do you remember that? I certainly do. I thought you were actually going for Muppets in Space. Well, Which I is mean, a very very similar cameo. It is a very similar cameo. They're like, give us the Gremlins cameo. Just give it to us now, and we'll pay you uh, like $500,000, I'm sure. But I'm not sure how substantial it is, but uh, one thing I did read when I was you know researching this, um, and we talked about David Arquette being a huge wrestling fan, and uh, his, his dad actually passed away like less than a year after this was released. And uh, his dad had his own connection to wrestling as a... Uh, he did the voice of... Jimmy Snuka in Hulk Hogan's Rock and Wrestling. What? One of the most random things I've ever That's read. It's incredible, actually. Yes, I, I guess wrestling was always in kind of Dave or Kit's family in some some capacity. Oh, here we go. I do have a couple things. So, as we said, uh, Sal Bondini was a was based off of Stu Hart, and you know, people right. are saying Luthes too, which, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, I can see that. But the thing that we actually saw in the bloopers that I think is really worth mentioning, there was a scene with... Um, Macho Man and Oliver Platt, and he accidentally hits him in the face, and they put it in the blooper reel at the end of the movie. And I'm sure Macho got pissed, but he, you know, he had to keep his composure, of course. Oh, here we go. Shane Helms was David Arquette's stunt double. I did read that. The Hurricane. And Bischoff was supposed to originally be uh, be himself. Yeah. A a fictional version of himself. Yeah. The. uh Pantoliano role. 
Lindsay Bischoff. Yeah. And then we know about the whole thing where, you know, they mix it into wrestling reality a little tiny bit where um, they have Dave Arquette appear in WCW and they actually have him win the World Heavyweight Championship, which is still considered one of the worst things to ever happen in professional wrestling history. It's to the point where WWE, who owns WCW and all WCW footage, act like it never happened. Like, they don't even want to bring it up. I'm like, have you noticed that? Like, they never talk about it. Ever. We, sh- we should have probably also mentioned to uh, to David Arquette's credit, when he was making these appearances, they told him that he would win the title, and he, he didn't want to. He was right. like, no, this is this is a terrible idea. You know, no one's going to like this, and sure enough, it was not well received It was at not all. a good idea. And they even did the triple cage that appears in the movie, and I heard it wasn't as good as that as well. So, I, I don't, mean, I don't, rem- I don't remember it, like watching it but no there's nowhere near as good and uh as as we touched on when we were watching the movie um when they did the actual cage match on the pay-per-view uh chris canyon who was a wrestler he also did stunts during the movie um he ended up taking essentially a dive off of the top of the of the structure which injured him led him down a a life of uh addiction to painkillers and other things and ultimately led to his his death i mean yeah this is a dangerous uh you know slope for that man yeah so another reason this movie is is not well received amongst wrestling fans is just what it spawned within the community and within the organization just was not you're not great oh wow so it was used twice it was used once at slambury 2000 and then it was used one on one more time on nitro it was used on tv in a war games match oh my gosh as, as gordy would say it's not it's not even a pay-per-view not, that was my favorite line of the whole movie because they had this big giant world title match and that's exactly what me or you would have said like how did giving this like you just said it how did give it away on free tv yeah as we're about to watch the blood and guts match that they're giving away on free tv that after too. just having a pay-per-view plus a, a lot of wrestling fans historically know for for a long time that you would not see a significant title change on on free TV. Oh, no. You know, it was a, a pay-per-view that you'd have to pay for, obviously. Or a house see. show. Never happened on a house show. Exactly. So, for that title change to happen on live TV, yeah, Dean Malenko. Yeah, Dean Malenko. All right. So, okay. On Rotten Tomatoes, the score is a very humbling 23%. That's, that's higher than I would have <laughs> actually. <laughs> That's that's higher than you would have thought. Yeah. Um, do you agree with that rating? What do you think? I I would say it's pretty pretty on par. <laughs> um, the the movie side of me, yeah, I could see it. Yeah. What about the wrestling side of you? Like if you you know you're just you're just watching it for the cameos and and stuff like that. Ah, uh, I would give it a a high C, low B. Yeah. You know, if, if I'm grading it. Right. I saw someone on IMDb rated it ten. You know, I don't know if I'd go that high. Out of a hundred? <laughs> I mean, out of ten, maybe. Wow. Yeah, I, I could say that. I I think I forgot. I forget the exact IMDb rating, but I think it was like a five out of ten. And I'm like, wow, that's pretty. Stands, yeah. Yeah, stands to reason. Yeah. So I mean, I I think twenty three percent is for the people that like wrestling, and if it wasn't a wrestling fan watching it, it would probably be three percent. I feel. 
yeah. they probably wouldn't be able because like we talked a little bit during the movie about how like this is kind of like your road trip your euro trip uh james Hunt's bob strike back it's all in that that late that, that, 99 yeah, that, that 2000 early, yeah. 2001 a lot of like uh you know a lot of inappropriate jokes and 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 you know all that fun yeah. stuff that I think sometimes is is still needed in movies yeah. and sometimes it's not. You know, for for me, Road Trip was such a sleeper movie. I, I oh, love Road Trip. I used to I used to watch. Do it. you remember actually yeah. in Euro Trip, where they're quizzing his one friend all about the WWF and Vince McMahon? I don't know how I remember that vaguely. Yeah, it's when they're on the actual bus, but I gotta watch it. Michelle Trachtenberg's in that, right? I think Eurotrip. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I'm gonna have to watch that. The the twin? I think so. But so yeah, I mean, I could say if you're a wrestling fan, if you've never seen it like me, definitely watch it at least once. I I did laugh a lot. If you're not a wrestling fan, I am sorry to hear that. Number one. Um, Number two, you probably shouldn't watch this movie. Might want to set that one out. And number three, if you're a wrestling fan and you're watching WWE, do not talk to me. Um, <laughs> I watch the pay-per-views. You watch the pay-per-views, but we kind of stay away. Yeah. Um, we're more AEW fans. AEW is like the the punk rock, cool '90s. You know, like it's the cool wrestling. Not like it seems like everybody watches. Um, has that more of a like a exciting feeling? How it used to feel. I'm surprised Chris Jericho wasn't in Ready to Rumble. By the way, wait. He may have been in WF at that point. He was. He, he must have just left. They were probably filming when he was about to leave. He, he did the Y2J thing. That's right. But, yeah, I mean, yeah, check it out um, if yeah. you haven't. The movie is kind of out of print. I did find this out most likely because WWE owns the rights to WCW, and they probably didn't want it to re-release. So I found it on eBay for about 10 bucks, and was it worth it? I think so. I'll keep it. I'll keep my hands on it. But if you want to watch it, besides buying it, you can find it on the Roku channel. Um, I don't know if you need to pay for it. I didn't go that too far down the rabbit hole. I just bought it on eBay and it showed up in three days. You so. know, $10 for a good nostalgia trip is really, it's really yeah. not a bad price. People pay more for that. Yeah. For all those like, 90s concerts with like Vanilla Ice and, and New Kids on the block and everything like that. Yeah, some of you just aren't worth it. Like When, yeah. I, when I was in college, I had this nostalgia trip for the uh, live-action Super Mario movie. <laughs> So I, I think I paid about twenty bucks for that, and uh, it's me. Twenty bucks later, I I, I regretted you that. Paid twenty dollars for an American. It was, it was like a hot topic. It was it was way overpriced. Okay, well as most things are there. Yeah, exactly. And but, uh, I regretted oh. that twenty dollars. Wow, can't turn back the clock on that. I mean, Chris Pratt might save everything for you though. I hear he. Has I heard he's voicing every character in that movie. <laughs> uh, anyways, he's, uh, he's he's doing some things. We'll put it that way. All right, so we're going to wrap it up so we can watch Blood and Guts on AEW. And that is actually a cage match, which is very fitting that we're watching on the same night. Yes. Yeah, very similar cage match to <laughs> right. what we just saw, actually. So, um, before I get into it, uh, at the end of every episode now, I want to credit the creator of the new Saved by the Credits podcast theme song, who is one and only my cousin, Brandon Morris. Um, you can check him out on Instagram at, at Bran Morris, or you can check out his Twitch where he live streams a lot at Bran Flakes Morris. Okay, so Neil, I appreciate you coming on yet again, sir. Thank you for having me. No um, I'd, I'd like to say uh, I know to keep this going, you're going to have just a plethora of, of special guests. Of and, uh, course. I just want to say thank you, and uh, I just tell you what a, an honor and a privilege it was to be you know the first guest on here and to... Uh, Sort of keep this going. Yeah, I know. I appreciate it too. Um, I know the only one I have planned right now. I know 
I'm going to do a Mallrats episode with my um, with, with my Matt Marunich. Speaking of, Clerks Three trailer is dropping next week. I saw that, and um, they said they're gonna it's gonna come out in September. Really, so I'm really, I'm really excited about that. Yeah. If, I, if I'm not mistaken, uh, th- there will be a beef on here at some point. Yes, my father would like to be on. I want him to pick a movie. Um, that's what I'm kind of doing now. So I changed it a little bit to I'm gonna have people pick what they want me to watch and this one we already kind of discussed before so i wanted to keep with the with the theme there so yeah we're gonna have some cool people on i'm probably gonna do it about once a month and then obviously around september or october time i'm gonna go a little crazier as i do but it's not gonna always be hard i feel like sometimes you got to change it up a little bit so all right so um make sure you like us on facebook uh, follow us on twitter Go back and listen to all of our other episodes at Save by the Cred everywhere. And we'll see, see you at, at the, the movies. movies.